0: Welcome to The New Arab Voice, our brand new podcast bringing you compelling stories and deep dives from the Middle East, Africa, Asia, and beyond. I'm Gaia Karamazza. Our story this week is about Malaysia's dark little secret, the little-known religious police whose growing power is threatening the nation's liberal and moderate reputation. In the early hours of a December morning in 2016, a Malaysian police officer was found dead, lying face down on the floor of an apartment complex in the central state of Selangor. The man had jumped from the fourth floor of the high-rise building, leaving a severely distressed woman who would later admit to being the man's lover in a separate incident in the same month another policeman would be found in similar circumstances having jumped from another apartment complex in the same state fortunately for the second man he would survive rushed to the hospital in a critical condition but what was it that had led these men to escape in such a panic in the first place Religious police enforcers had gone out that night to catch unsuspecting lovers, breaking the country's Islamic laws, which prohibit extramarital affairs. Those caught in the act were willing to risk everything, even their lives, to avoid facing the public shame that would ensue. Blasphemy, religious unorthodoxy, and perhaps most famously or infamously, extramarital affairs – all fall under the remit of the religious police. Which brings us back to the two unlucky policemen. They had been fleeing out of fear that they would be arrested for the crime of khalwat, derived from the Arabic word for seclusion. If they were to be found with an unrelated member of the opposite sex, they would be found guilty of a crime for which they would be fined, taken to the local religious affairs department, and given a religious lecture about sin and repentance. But what the two men feared the most was the public shame they would have to face if their love affairs came to light, in a country where observers say religious conservatism has been growing alarmingly in recent years. Cases of khalwat are often reported by Malaysia's media, recounting how police officials burst in on unsuspecting lovers accompanied by camera crews to catch them in the intimate moments. The scandalous footage and images are sensationally splashed across tabloids and other media platforms A stark warning for others not to engage in so-called immoral activity Every Malaysian Muslim is subject to this treatment No one is safe from the police's patrol Earlier this year, a raid was carried out in a popular nightclub in Malaysia's bustling capital of Kuala Lumpur Young Muslims, some wearing the headscarf, had been partying and drinking, oblivious that their night could end with being taken into police custody, questioned and drug tested. In 2016, the religious police also turned up at the house of actress Faye Kushairi, expecting to find her inside, having an affair. The actress, as it turned out, was actually out of her house at the time, and the door was answered by surprised family members. In another incident in 2006, a retired American policeman and his wife were enjoying their holiday on an island resort in Langkawi when police burst into the couple's room at 2am in the morning demanding to know who they were and whether they were married. Although Malaysia's Islamic legal code does not apply to non-Muslims and foreigners, this did not stop the raid on the American couple. More recently, in May 2019, in the southern state of Johor, bordering Singapore, a man jumped from a window in a bathroom of a high-rise building. The man, whose story echoes that of the policeman, was also fleeing out of fear of being caught in a secluded situation with a woman. But how did the police even find out about all these supposed indiscretions? On the various online forums and social media channels used by Malaysians to discuss the religious police and their experiences with them, there is a lot of evidence that suggests the police often comes knocking because of tip-offs by jealous spouses or conservative neighbors. In 2016, the religious department of Selangor even developed a mobile phone app to assist them. The app, called Hotline Jais, allows users to find local mosques, inquire about religious practices, and finally, report morality crimes. The launch of this app in 2016 triggered much controversy, with many slamming the enthusiasm with which religious authorities allocated funds to catch unmarried couples having affairs rather than devoting the funds to other more useful pursuits. But that doesn't mean the app was not popular with a lot of Malaysians. Reviewing the app online, one user wrote, This is an effective way to report unfaithful activities so action can be taken immediately. The least one can do is reject the wrong activities that we are aware of in our hearts. Now we can do more to improve our society and move into prosperity. Another user wrote, As a responsible Muslim who wants to preserve the purity of religious practice in our neighbourhood, this app helps a lot to deter misbehaviour among Muslims. I can see many negative comments from Chinese and some so-called Muslims. They're selfishly looking at their personal privacy without looking at what is good for the community as a whole. Then he added in a thinly veiled threat. If you're not doing anything wrong, then why worry? If you're not Muslim, why worry? Unless you have a habit of screwing around with Muslim girls. But inevitably, love or lust, or whatever you want to call it, always finds a way. Many young people have figured out ways to circumvent the laws and warn each other about how to remain under the radar of the religious police. Laoyat, a forum frequented by Malaysian men, is full of postings by users sharing tips on how to book safe hotels and places to escape with their partners. Among the topics discussed is whether Airbnbs are safer than hotels or whether a Malay Muslim bellboy will report you after checking in or even whether you are more likely to be caught in a low-budget hotel outside of the capital than in a five-star hotel in Kuala Lumpur. Online forums are also packed with cautionary tales of people who say they have been caught by the religious police. Some speak about how the police came knocking at their door at 2 or 3 a.m., demanding that they come outside and show identification. Others say that after being caught, and taken to the local religious department. They can get out of trouble by offering a bribe of around 4,000 Malaysian Ringgit, roughly 800 American dollars. These allegations of corruption cannot be verified by the new Arab, but a September 2019 case involving a policeman allegedly trying to bribe a judge to resolve a Khalwat case highlights how the issue is of significant concern in Malaysia. The judge was said to have taken a sum of 4,000 Malaysian Ringgit, the same figure suggested by the savvy forum users. But what happens when those enforcing the laws are not so easily bought? In 2018, in the northern Malaysian state of Kedah, a local vigilante group calling themselves the Badar Squad went around local villages looking for young people engaged in immoral acts. The Badar Squad took religious policing into their own hands, and to a whole other level, rounding up young people who they had caught in budget hotels and apartments, taking them to cemeteries where they would be given long religious lectures lasting into the early hours of the morning. The eerie backdrop to the lectures aimed to remind the youngsters of death, a way of chilling them into piety. The work of the Badar squad was not sanctioned by local authorities, resulting in them being reported and taken in for questioning. They have since ceased their activities, but they recently threatened to resume and expand their raids across Malaysia. Whatever one thinks of the merits of upholding conservative values, many Malaysians are worried such practices are a slippery slope. Earlier this year, during the Islamic month of Muharram, Dozens of Shia Muslims in Malaysia were rounded up by the religious police and questioned about their commemorations of Ashura, a day on which Shia Muslims remember the killing of the Prophet Muhammad's grandson. Rights groups in Malaysia spoke out against the arrest, saying that Malaysia's constitution enshrines Islam as the official state religion, but doesn't specify a sect. Malaysia's religious police activities seem to be much more insidious than catching young people with their pants down in budget hotels. While the activities of the religious police in Malaysia are nothing new, observers say that the broader region is experiencing a wave of growing religious conservatism, where hardline interpretations of Islamic law are encroaching on public life. Some worry that this will harm Southeast Asia's traditionally tolerant brand of Islam. Thanks for listening to The New Arab Voice. This story was reported by Tawfiq Wan and produced by myself, Gaia Karamatsa. Follow us on social media or visit our website, thenewarab.co.uk, to read the story in full.